frank, Mrs. Rachel Lynde said. Mrs. Rachel was an outspoken lady, as those of you who may have already made her acquaintance will remember. Mr. Harrison was certainly different from other people, and that is the essential characteristic of a crank, as everybody knows. In the first place, he kept house for himself and had publicly stated that he wanted no fools of women about his diggings. Feminine Avonlea took its revenge by the gruesome tales it related about his housekeeping and cooking. He had hired little John Henry Carter of White Sands, and John Henry started the stories. For one thing, there was never any stated time for meals in the Harrison establishment. Mr. Harrison got a bite when he felt hungry, and if John Henry were around at the time, he came in for a share, but if he were not, he had to wait until Mr. Harrison's next hungry spell— John Henry mournfully averred that he would have starved to death if it wasn't that he got home on Sundays and got a good filling up, and that his mother always gave him a basket of grub to take back with him on Monday mornings. As for washing dishes, Mr. Harrison never made any pretense of doing it unless a rainy Sunday came. Then he went to work and washed them all at once in the rainwater hogshead and left them to drain dry. Again, Mr. Harrison was close. When he was asked to subscribe to the Reverend Mr. Allen's salary, he said he'd wait and see how many dollars' worth of good he got out of his preaching first. He didn't believe in buying a pig in a poke. And when Mrs. Lynde went to ask for a contribution to missions, and incidentally to see the inside of the house, he told her there were more heathens among the old woman gossips in Avonlea than anywhere else he knew of, and that he'd cheerfully contribute to a mission for Christianizing them if she'd undertake it. Mrs. Rachel got herself away and said it was a mercy poor Mrs. Robert Bell was safe in her grave, for it would have broken her heart to see the state of her house in which she used to take so much pride. Why, she scrubbed the kitchen floor every second day, Mrs. Lynde told Marilla Cuthbert indignantly. And if you could see it now, I had to hold up my skirts as I walked across it. Finally, Mr. Harrison kept a parrot called Ginger, Nobody in Avonlea had ever kept a parrot before. Consequently, that proceeding was considered barely respectable. And such a parrot! If you took John Henry Carter's word for it, never was such an unholy bird. It swore terribly. Mrs. Carter would have taken John Henry away at once if she had been sure she could get another place for him. Besides, Ginger had bitten a piece right out of the back of John Henry's neck one day when he had stooped down too near the cage. Mrs. Carter showed everybody the mark when the luckless John Henry went home on Sundays. All these things flashed through Anne's mind as Mr. Harrison stood, quite speechless with wrath, apparently, before her. In his most amiable mood, Mr. Harrison could not have been considered a handsome man. He was short and fat and bald— and now, with his round face purple with rage and his prominent blue eyes almost sticking out of his head, Anne thought he was really the ugliest person she had ever seen. All at once, Mr. Harrison found his voice. "'I'm not going to put up with this,' he sputtered. "'Not a day longer, do you hear me, miss?' Bless my soul, this is the third time, miss, the third time. Patience has ceased to be a virtue, miss. I warned your aunt the last time not to let it occur again, and she's let it. She's done it. What does she mean by it? That's what I want to know. That is what I'm here about, miss. Will you explain what the trouble is? Asked Anne in her most dignified manner.
She had been practicing it considerably of late to have it in good working order when school began, but it had no apparent effect on the irate J.A. Harrison. Trouble, is it? Bless my soul, trouble enough, I should think. The trouble is, miss, that I found that Jersey cow of your aunt's in my oats again, not half an hour ago. The third time, mark you. I found her in last Tuesday, and I found her in yesterday. I came here and told your aunt not to let it occur again, but she has let it occur again. Where's your aunt, miss? I just want to see her for a minute and give her a piece of my mind. A piece of J.A. Harrison's mind, miss. If you mean Miss Marilla Cuthbert, she is not my aunt, and she has gone down to East Grafton to see a distant relative of hers who is very ill, said Anne, with due increase of dignity at every word. I am very sorry that my cow should have broken into your oats. She is my cow.